Let's open our Bibles this morning to Proverbs chapter 31. We'll read verses 10 through 31. And since today is Mother's Day, we're going to take a break from our series of lessons on the essential doctrines of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we'll read this morning this passage that describes for us the perfect ideal woman, wife, and mother. Proverbs 31, beginning at verse 10. And husbands... Don't ever ask your wife, why does she not be more like the virtuous woman? Because if you do, she has every right to ask you, why can't you be more like Jesus? Because that's your standard. All right. So let's read this and see what God has, not only for the mothers and wives that are here today, but we'll find out that there are spiritual lessons that apply to all of us, men, women, boys, girls, everyone who wants to be found pleasing to the Lord Jesus Christ. There are lessons here for all of us. And so let's read Proverbs 31, beginning at verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman, a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maid servants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed in scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates, and when he sits among the elders of the land, She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruits of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Some of the ladies are probably saying this is a standard that is just entirely too high for us and you can never live up to it. And the truth is you can't, not in your own strength. What we have here is God's ideal woman, wife, mother, that can only, these virtues can only be worked in you by the Holy Spirit, by the grace of God. But the secret to being characterized by these virtues is found in in the latter part of this passage, a woman who fears the Lord. That's the foundation of what we're talking about. It, It is a spiritual matter. We see how that spiritual relationship 
that foundation, that, that, that priority of being pleasing to the Lord, we see how that begins to be reflected in your everyday routine, sometimes the mundane toils of life, the responsibilities of being a wife and a mother. That relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ will manifest itself in those daily activities. But it does come down to a matter, do you want to be the kind of woman, the kind of wife that God wants you to be? Not to please your husband, but to please the Lord. And if your husband has that same desire, then we'll, we'll see how every relationship is impacted by your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It will be a positive influence on every relationship when you put Jesus first in, in your life. Even the godliest of women will fall short of these virtues from time to time. But if it's your desire, if you're willing to call upon the Lord daily for him to work these things in you, you will see that God will do a miraculous work in you. He will transform you. He will change you. God values this kind of a woman. Her worth is far above rubies, he says. God values this kind of woman. Sadly, this kind of woman is rare anymore. Why? For the very reason I mentioned earlier, there are few that really fear the Lord, who want to serve him and please him with all of their heart. And that's not a slam on women in general. That is where our society is going, men and women, families. They're turning their back on hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Church attendance all around in every church, in every denomination. It, we see statistics over and over again. People don't want to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. They don't want to hear what the Bible has to say. They reject the authority of the creator. And because of that, this kind of woman obviously is going to be a rare thing, but very precious, very valuable. I want to briefly summarize each of the verses or at least uh, passages in this, in this uh, 31st chapter of Proverbs that will highlight certain virtues that God's looking for in women, in wives, in mothers. And then I want us to notice how that those same virtues are also the very things that God is looking for in those saints, Christians, believers, that will make up that body that will be known as the Lamb's wife. And so men, this also these truths also apply to us. God's looking for these virtues in us as well in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. In verses 11 through 12 that we read, the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. A godly wife and mother is one in whom her husband can trust, not to work against him, but to work together with him for the mutual well-being of the entire family. When there are problems in a marriage, it's because one or both in that marriage have different goals and they begin to fight against one another when those goals aren't aligned. Life goals and most importantly the spiritual direction of the family. When they don't have the same goal, there's distrust. You can't trust them and that brings destruction to a marriage. But when both the husband and wife are going in the same direction, first and foremost spiritually, they both want to serve the Lord with their lives, with their family, with every aspect of their life, then there's going to be gain for the husband and the wife and for the family. And so it's important 
that they have that, that one direction, that they're in agreement, that they work together and not against one another. In our spiritual life, in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, our fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to ask ourselves, can Jesus trust us? Do we bring him glory or do we bring him reproach? Can Jesus trust us? The answer to that for most Christians is, is no, because they make choices that are contrary to God's instruction for their life, their life either because of indifference or ignorance, chosen ignorance, or out-and-out rebellion. They bring reproach to the Lord Jesus Christ, not gain. But I want to bring him glory, that he can take a vile sinner like me, a vessel of clay, and use me for his glory. I want him to be able to trust me to do that. We need to ask ourselves, can God trust us? In verses 13 through 15, she seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She's like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. In our modern day language, we can see how mothers and wives go to extremes to, to save money when they're buying food and they'll travel wherever they need to travel to save some money. They make an effort to be wise, wise administrators of the family's wealth. She arises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. In other words, a virtuous woman is not lazy. She doesn't live for herself. And I know society frowns on all of these statements that I'm making about women and wives. Uh, no, a woman needs to stand up for herself. A wife needs to stand up for herself. Husbands and wives need to stand up for Jesus, period, to do his will. And then they will enjoy life to its fullest. If you want to enjoy life to its fullest, joy unspeakable and full of glory, if you want to have God's best in eternity, you put him first in all things. A virtuous woman's not lazy. She's willing to work and do whatever's necessary for the good of, of the family. The virtuous woman delights in doing whatever she can to minister to her family. It, it's what she, she finds satisfaction in that. She finds purpose in that. And once again, this is a rare virtue that is found in few women and wives and mothers today. Fewer and fewer. We read the headlines sometimes, and of course, those are the extremes, I understand. But it is an indication that society as a whole does not value these virtues that God values. For those saints who will make up the bride of Christ, we need to understand that it's going to take sacrifice and that we don't live for ourselves. Again, we, we hear the attitude of the world and sadly many Christians, it's my life, I can do what I want. The Bible teaches us my life is not my own, that I'm bought with a price, that I'm a slave. Now, thank God I'm a slave of love. And my master is my loving father. My master is the Lord Jesus Christ who laid down his life for me. I'm glad I'm a slave of love. I'm glad my life is not my own because I would mess it up if I tried to run my own life. But then also in ministering to the body of Christ, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Do we have this virtue? Are we lazy when it comes to ministering to the family of God? Are we willing to make any and every sacrifice necessary to give others the opportunity to know Jesus and to grow in truth. So you see how these virtues, they don't just apply to the women and mothers and wives. Women, you need to take this directly to you in your responsibilities. 
as a wife, as a, as a mother. But all of us need to understand that this applies to our fellowship with Jesus Christ. Are we willing to make sacrifices and work and serve for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and for the good of the body of Christ? The Apostle Paul, you can note down 1 Thessalonians 2, 7 through 12, his attitude was an example to all of us. He was willing to make any sacrifice. Do you realize that we benefit today from the truth that we know the gospel of Jesus Christ because Paul was willing to make sacrifices for us to the point of sacrificing his life? Are you willing to sacrifice for the good of others? The virtuous woman is, both the natural virtuous woman as well as the spiritual virtuous woman. Paul talks about, he describes himself as being gentle among them like a nursing mother. He was also like a father to them, disciplining, exhorting, charging them that they would walk worthy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we willing to make those kinds of sacrifices for our family as the virtuous woman was for her? Verses 16 and 17 of Proverbs 31. You might keep your finger or book bookmark there as we go back and forth. Again, are you, are you truly concerned about the spiritual well-being of others? Just as a, a good virtuous mother is concerned about the needs and the condition of her family. She considers a field, verse, six, uh, verse 16 of Proverbs 31. She considers a field, buys, uh, buys it, and from her prophets she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. From these verses, we understand that a wise woman is one who is a good administrator, who manages the family funds wisely so that there's profit. She recognizes the opportunities to increase the family's wealth. This all has to do with very natural choices. But she's willing to put forth her own energy and her own strength to give advantage to her family to grow and to prosper. In too many households, there's either a wife or a husband that is selfish in their wishes and their demands and often brings the family into financial ruin because they live for themselves. And there's not that mutual agreement in in the direction that they go in financial things. And it brings financial ruin. That's not the case with the virtuous woman. The virtuous woman, she makes wise choices that leads to profits and gains. And thank God for godly women who are faithful managers and administrators of the household. But what about us spiritually? The Lamb's wife will have been a good administrator of the truths that we have been given. 1 Corinthians 4. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4 verses 1 and 2, We are also to be good administrators of what we have been given. Seek opportunities for growth. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards, that is, administrators of the mysteries of God, the things that have been revealed to us that's still hidden to those who do not have faith, but they've been revealed to us, and now we have the obligation to to be good administrators of what we've been given. Moreover, it is required in stewards, in administrators, that one be found faithful. In other words, there's consequences if we're not faithful. But I want the Lord to be able to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been given a few things, but you've been faithful, a faithful administrator. You look for opportunities to, to bring gain to the, to the family, to the kingdom of God. So what are we doing with the wealth of truth that we've been given? Why are we still here? 
Why do we have a local assembly? It's because we've been given a wealth of truth. That Jesus is the Savior. That Jesus is the answer for all of man's problems. We've been given so many truths as we've been studying in our series of lessons on the essential doctrines. What are we doing with it? Are we just holding on to it? Are we burying these truths or are we sharing them with others? Are we looking for opportunities just like the virtuous woman looked and she saw a field and that would be good for a vineyard. That would, that would be a profitable investment. Do we look around and at lives and say, you know, that, I think I can invest in that life. May the Lord help us not to just go through life drudgingly, but to know we have responsibilities. Verses 18 and 19 of Proverbs 31. She perceives that her merchandise is good, and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. The thought behind these verses is that the virtuous woman has confidence that her labors are not in vain or insignificant. She knows that she produces a quality product. She has that confidence. Why? Because she puts in the effort. A mother is probably one of the most unappreciated persons on the planet, especially by those who most directly benefit from all of her sacrifices and all of her work, and that is her children. This is especially true when the children are little and young. They just have needs, and mama's supposed to fulfill them. But sometimes we grow up with that same mentality as we get older, And a godly mother will be tempted from time to time to wonder why she even tries so hard when nobody seems to appreciate the hard work. I don't want to see the hands, mothers, but have you ever had those feelings? Why? Why do I stay up all night? I remember my mother on on Saturday, five boys. She would put our pair of Sunday shoes on the kitchen table, and late at night she would polish them so they would be bright on Sunday morning. She ironed. She did all of those things, usually out of sight. We didn't always see her working. But she did those things. Why? That's what the family needed. And a godly mother sometimes will feel tempted to think, why? Why do I even try? But the virtuous woman knows that what she's doing, she's doing as unto the Lord, and it has eternal value. It's an investment in those children. It's an investment in the husband. It's an investment in the family. It's a good product. It has value. It has significance. It has worth. It's mundane. It has to do with natural things. But ladies, when you do it as unto the Lord, it has eternal value. God esteems that kind of attitude. So moms, don't let the enemy discourage you with those thoughts of insignificance. Your merchandise is good and your work is not in vain. As believers, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight, we need to remember the same thing. What we have been given, what we have to share with the world, they, they don't appreciate it. They mock it. But we have this confidence, my merchandise is good. I know its worth. I know its value. First and foremost, because I've experienced it. Notice that the virtuous woman clothes herself and her family. As a Christian, we need to remember 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight because there are times, well, I'll just confess as a pastor, sometimes I have the same thoughts I described that a mother has with her children. Sometimes as a pastor, I've had those feelings concerning those that I minister to. Why do I try so hard? 
And of course, the enemy likes to magnify. He likes me to have pity parties. He magnifies the problems, and he likes to stir up those feelings. Why do I try when nobody seems to appreciate it? Yeah, I've gone through those. But the Holy Spirit's faithful to remind me, the world needs what I have. God's people need what I've been given by his grace to share with them. That's why I do it. That's how you need to approach your dealings with saints. Why do you put up with others when they're not always that pleasant? When they don't seem to appreciate what you do for them, whether it be your children or fellow believers. I do it because the merchandise I have, the gospel, the truth that I've been given, it's valuable and it's worth sharing. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. It's worth it. It has eternal value. Verses 20 to 21, Proverbs 31. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all of her household is clothed in scarlet. Again, there is this confidence that a virtuous, a godly woman has. A godly woman who is faithful to look to her family's needs. And yet notice, she doesn't fall into that trap that so many do, and that is to only care about her own family. She also reaches out to the needy, to others that aren't a part of her family. Over the years, I, I have seen there many problems have arisen in the local assembly because families, mothers, and fathers are so concerned about the needs and the wishes and the feelings of their children that they lose sight of the needs of other families and other children. And that's led to so many divisions over the years, not only in this assembly, but that it's common in all assemblies. But a godly woman takes care of her family, the needs of her children, but without being insensitive to the needs of other families, other children. She reaches out. Thank God for godly women that are able to maintain that divine balance. And only by God's grace can you do that. That divine balance of faithfully ministering to the needs of your family and to the needs of your children, but without neglecting the needs of those around you that you can help with. The virtuous woman had that virtue. And the lamb's wife will have the same virtue. The lamb's wife, those who will make up that company, they will be believers that are faithful to take care of their own spiritual needs and those of their immediate family without neglecting ministering to the needs, the spiritual needs of those around them. May the Lord help us. We, we can get so focused on us and what pertains to us. But we've been called to minister to every member of the body of Christ that we have the opportunity to do so. Verses 22 to 27. Glance over there the passage that we read, how she makes her tapestry. Her own clothing is fine linen and purple. This, this is a wealthy woman. The, the fine linen, the purple, only those that had means dressed themselves with that kind of material. So the virtuous woman is a prosperous woman because of her wisdom, because of these virtues. And it reflects well on her husband. When it says she's, her husband sets in the gates, known in the gates, that, that's where all the, the city issues, that's where the government of the city was taken, uh, taking place, was in the gates. 
So again, her husband is a man of importance. And what she does and how she does it reflects well on him as well. Strength and honor are her clothing. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. All of these virtues need to characterize mothers, wives. And that's not always the case. Again, who can find a virtuous woman, a virtuous wife? They're rare these days because there are few and there are fewer that really fear the Lord with all of their heart. But ladies, you can be that one. But spiritually, are we paying attention, men? Women, children, young people, as believers in Jesus Christ, are we aware that everything we say and do reflects directly on the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Colossians 3, verses 16 and 17. Colossians 3, 16 and 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all things, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, does it really mean that? Does it really mean that? Whatever you do or say, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Verse 23 of Colossians 3, And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Mothers, you need to do what you do for your husband and for your children as unto the Lord, because I'll, I'll guarantee you they won't always deserve what you do for them. But the Lord always does deserve your whole heart. Men, that's true of you as well. Whatever you do, do as unto the Lord. Verses 28 to 31. Try to bring this to a close here. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. You see? The perfect wife, the perfect woman is not the most beautiful one. Because even if you get the most beautiful one, that beauty passes. It goes away. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Not just now, but in eternity. Give her the fruit of her hands. And let her own works praise her in the gates. Again, this thought of society that the kind of woman that I'm describing, the kind of wife that is so dedicated to her husband and, and to her family, uh, that they think that that's such a, such a horrible role for a woman. They don't understand the profit and the gain that she will experience. Beginning in this life, there's a satisfaction. There's a fulfillment in being this kind of woman, wife, and mother. But ladies, that's just the beginning. Your works, even those mundane daily tasks that you do that nobody appreciates, nobody sees you doing, the Lord sees all of those works. And there'll be fruit, there'll be gain, there'll be reward in eternity for the, that faithfulness that you've done as unto the Lord. Remember that. Let that be your encouragement. Let that be your strength. Let that be your joy. Husband and children, that doesn't leave you off the hook. You need to acknowledge their value daily. But even, mothers, if you don't get it, the Lord knows. The faithful believer in Jesus Christ can also rest assured that our labor is not in vain. May we not grow weary in doing well, because we know the harvest is coming. We will share with the glory of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Most of you are familiar with Revelation 19. 
Behold, the marriage of the Lamb has come. When we live to bring him glory, when we make the necessary sacrifices to do that and to to live for his glory and to minister to the needs of others and to give them the opportunity to know Jesus and to grow deeper in their walk with the Lord, when we make all of those sacrifices, we know it's for his glory. And we know that he's promised to share that glory with us. And so, yes, we're slaves. Mothers, sometimes you feel like a slave. But I'm a slave of love, and I'm going to share the glory of my master, the glory of my Savior, the glory of my beloved. I will share with him for eternity. May the Lord help us. Mothers, wives, may the Lord help you to look to him to develop these very real virtues in your natural role as a mother and a wife. Yes, may you do that. But may all of us here understand that these virtues need to be developed in us in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let's have a song in closing.